This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Snitching. As long as Takashi 69 gets to snitch on the rest of the hip-hop industry, um, I think that we should get to snitch on how he has rainbow hair and a twink shape still while in jail. I know that Baloney has to be putting weight on the girls. I don't know how he's still a twink. Those hips have not spread. I'm only here for snitching when crime against gays or transgender people goes unreported and we don't know why somebody magically got shot 17 times and got burned and left outside. What? Somebody got who? That is the scenario of uh, a lot of trans deaths of somebody. Oh, you giving an example. Oh, I thought you were talking about like. Oh, okay, okay, calm down, calm down, okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we never start the show with breaking news, calm down. <clears throat> um, so, that's the only time I think that we need a snitch. Otherwise, I'm not here for it. Yeah, so, um, there was conversation on the internet around the same energy that y'all are giving to somebody for snitching, y'all need to be giving to these um, child molesters and pedophiles and all that. But y'all want to, um, you know, he wouldn't like that. I mean, he didn't do that. And some senator of some kind somewhere said that the four-year-old was a willing participant in the rape. Yeah, saw that too. So, Weedy, we need, we need, we need, uh, okay. We need those, gays, we need those the trans, and, and the, the trans, babies. And the chair. And the babies, yes. <laughs> No hey. snitches. <laughs> okay. This episode is also being brought to you by T-Mobile. Since my line is not suspended, I can call you hoes without being harassed on live. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to the people tweeting, y'all today the 20th, this is the day Kyle thought her bill was due. And I was like, bitch, bitch y'all so petty for bringing that back. <laughs> This the day Kyle thought her bill was, and I didn't see that tweet till like three thirty p.m. And I was like, "Damn!" Just imagine if her phone had been off all day and she didn't discover it till three thirty p.m. Instagram out here saving her life. Look at that. Um, I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N. Come on. Uh, AKA the gray sweatpants aficionado. BKA the sexual senator. It's definitely great sweatpants season. Come on. Uh-huh. And I'm the official. Because it was 80 degrees today, but here in DC, but it was still like breezy. I was like, okay, I I I don't know how I feel. I liked it, but it would have been perfect for Great Sweatpants today. It really would have. Oh, I didn't know what they were out and about. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. Our icebreaker this week is, um, we saw the debacle last week of, oh, uh, <laughs> many debacles what? last week. I was like, girl, which one? <clears throat> I'm going to, we're going to get to all of them, hopefully. Be more Pacific. <laughs> Speaking of someone talking like that and mispronouncing words, I'm talking about Fantasia. Um, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Fantasia was talking about being submissive to her husband last week. If you guys had not heard about it and then tried to follow it up with a Facebook, uh, video so my question this week is under what parameters would you be submissive or dominant with the same gender loving male a great question so if i remember right fantasia was on the breakfast club mm-hmm. and they were asking her what well, she was probably volunteering yeah because you know black women love to volunteer shit about their relationship <laughs> been together 30 minutes um stolen so, from somebody else <laughs> 
Chat. But they got the keys to marriage. Anyway, and he was the reverend, a pastor, a, a slut, or something, child. He was a sales associate. <laughs> no, not the. Oh, girl, T Mobile just got a streak going today. <laughs> T Mobile. That guy was the T Mobile sales associate, but the guy that she's married to now. He's a reverend or he's heavy in the church. Or yeah, they he's heavy in the church, church now. I thought she met him as or, a sales associate. No, that was he, the other guy. Then she oh, okay. discovered he had children and a wife, and then so she. Oh, yeah, that's right. Got yeah. Okay, but the main point was Fantasia was talking about how she recovered from that and found this new guy. And so she was saying, like, you know, I was in a, in a place where I was vulnerable. In order to find love, you have to be, what is the saying? And I'm, whatever it is, I'm never doing it. In order to find love, you have to need love, or you have to be looking for it or something. And I'm never doing none of those things. But she, Fantasia, was in that place, and she found a man who could meet those needs for her. And she found that she had to submit a lot of the time. She's just so, you know, pregnant at 15 on American Idol, winning at 17 and 19 years old, being thrown into superstardom, and. Um, blah 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 and so she found that she had to be more submissive in this relationship because that's where she found success okay great that's your testimony put that in part two of your lifetime movie put that in your second part of your book but don't be telling me sir that all women you're gonna have to do this if you want love all niggas don't like that ma'am all men don't want me to get my feet done all men don't want me to wash my balls. All men don't want me to be clean shaven. All men don't like feminine dudes. So you can't just say the way you found love is the way I'm going to find love. So the question was... It's the market for everything. No, because I was I waited to do this. Oh, okay. I, was like, I thought this was going to be a hot topic, but since it's the it, icebreaker, all the stuff I had put in my mind to say is still up there. Okay. So... When am I? Child. <laughs> Under what parameters? <laughs> I got the I got the I was laughing at what's going on in the background, but um, <laughs> under what parameters am I? Chad, no, no. That's why I'm single. So under what say, parameters would you be submissive no, no, or dominant? You no, wouldn't no, be submissive or dominant. No, no. In any, I'm case gonna do what I want. Guy. I'm gonna do what I want when I feel like it. And if my partner supports me, great. If he don't, buy. I'm just not. That's why I'm not looking. I'm not looking for in order to find love you have to need it, want it, and crave it and da 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 da. And the only thing I crave is tequila, a ten piece wing, and a nap. And dick. Sometimes. See. <clears throat> um I think that <laughs> I'm gonna answer the question since. <laughs> Bitch, you just I was good to you said that last time. I was like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And you know Bitch. what that and you know what what comes with sometimes. that? Submission or dominance. Can it come with a 10-piece of wing afterwards? Because <laughs> if, if I'm going to do this, I got to know it's going to be some tequila and a 10-piece wing following. I mean, put the word out there. Make a flyer. Okay. Well, they <laughs> yeah, make a flyer. Well, they yeah, let them know. Um, I think <laughs> that it's important to um, embrace both sides of um, submission and dominance and know when to um, read the room or read the relationship or read the person that you're being um submissive or dominant to or with and mm-hmm. um try as much to have a balance but realize what what you're strongest at and um stay as close to that strength as possible when you can and then when you can't be like okay well girl i guess today's gonna be a submissive day so i'm gonna be submissive and shut the fuck up but i'm gonna be dominant tomorrow okay <laughs> you tell them 
<laughs> so that is our icebreaker this week. That that was the shortest answer ever. That was a. I don't feel like I learned nothing. Because you already know the answer to that. <laughs> the The point is for us to break the ice for the the people that are listening. Oh well, child. I hope y'all feel broken in. Not by you with no wings and tequila <laughs> and no dick in their life. No. <laughs> um, our word of the day this week is risk aware consensual kink. Rack. Uh, okay, I like. I tell like it's an acronym. It is an acronym. Rack. Rack. Risk. Risk assessment. Risk aware. Okay. Consensual kink. The term is coined by Ooh. Gary Switch as an alternative to safe, sane, and consensual, which was a previous acronym, safe, sane, and consensual, which became problematic because people were like, "Same? What the fuck? Who's sane? What does this have to do with the definition of insanity?" So, safe, oh. sane. And consensual. Yeah, guy. I agree with those people. Yeah, they they got taken out and replaced now it's with rack. It's rack. Risk aware. No, <laughs> risk aware consensual kink. Um, nothing's perfectly safe in rack. Mm-hmm. So it's acknowledging you know there's risk uh, in any a lot of forms of kink mm-hmm. and acknowledging what you are willing to risk and how much your partner is willing to risk as well as. Um, recognizing the uh, danger to life if something happens in your kinky situation. Um, It is also a negotiation um, that can be valid or invalid without foreknowledge of the possible risk involved in the activity being negotiated, meaning it can be valid at the time that we agreed on it, and then it can become invalid when you um, put the fucking taser in my booty, and I'm like, oh, mm." oh, wow. I feel like the vagina power lady moment. <laughs> you always feel like her. I'm also aka Alexis K. Tyler, apparently. Wow. What? The taser in the booty? There was a video of the girl putting the taser on her pussy. You remember that? Oh. So that's a kink. Somebody like it. Now for risk me. Risk aware. Yeah. You have to. You, risk aware. And what's the C in the case? Consensual kink. So consent. Okay. Consent. We're going to get to consent and sexual health. Come but on. I wanted to we make sure it. that. Um, our word of the day was something that we could at least learn from um, in our kinky adventures out here. I like it. Um, support for this ghetto ass podcast comes from a couple awesome donors and from beautiful people listening like you. Um, if you'd like to see this podcast continue, please get over to our Patreon right now and for at least one dollar, a measly hundred pennies, you can keep mm. this podcast going on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, if you don't have a dollar, please make sure that you subscribe and share the episode link with your communities so that we can get, um, enough space to get more ad revenue from other sponsors. Shout out to Steve Alexander who joined, um, us last month and shout out to everybody who's a part of hashtag here for hive on Patreon, special guests, friends to the show and all of our supporters over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm the next Fantasia. First, I'm going to get a singing career. Then I'm going to start being a relationship coach. (laughs) Okay. Our affirmation this week is, Autumn is here. It's time to harvest everything you've been working on all year. Mm -hmm. And if your work hasn't yielded anything to harvest, this is still a good time to start that book, podcast, YouTube channel, painting, OnlyFans, or whatever your creative heart tells you you can do. 
This is a refreshing time of doing and harvesting. Mm-hmm. So don't rot on the vine in this autumn. I especially agree with that. Um, I'm in a couple creative groups um, on the inter- on Facebook. Um, there's like some graphic design groups. There's some podcasting groups. There's some there's groups about everything. Blogging groups, and the conversation is always somebody in the group saying, "You know, you guys, I really got my website. I got my name. I've seen people go like invest in full." podcast studios they've turned like the extra bedroom in their house they've got it soundproof they've got the grips for the microphone they've got all the things and they've got the whole room set up but they're just scared to record the first episode of their podcast and they're posting a picture in the group saying hey what do you guys think of my setup i'm just so scared to start my podcast sweetie (laughs) you wasn't scared when you swept that car (laughs) you just did all this did all this now it's time to go on the stage you better get out there and show them what you made of this harvesting season. Come on out. I like that. That was beautiful. I try. I can't imagine spending $2,000 on a podcast room and then be like, I'm scared to sit behind no microphone. <laughs> One, two, three. Not it. <laughs> you better get in there and harvest that damn talent of yours. Yeah, or you could just or wither on the vine, like I said. It's okay or donate it to, to me because I don't got a $2,000 um, podcast studio. <laughs> yes you do this is a two thousand dollar podcast studio <laughs> fyi <laughs> manifestation anyway last week uh, we're we're on to our our tepid topics why you swinging your finger like the bitch bitch look around this is look look around you. look sir anyway uh last week we talked about trans amorous people uh while each and every last one of y'all reported live on the outstanding news that the hemorrhoid of America, also known as Ed Buck, oh my God. was finally arrested. That ain't a lesion. Oh my God. <laughs> so, all year long, we have campaigned on the hashtag arrest Ed Buck train, and we have told y'all we would not let up off that train. And I appreciate every last one of y'all that remembered that we. Were the ones that were holding on to that story. Um, there's really only a few voices out here and out there that uh-huh. kept dragging Ed Buck's ed- edges through the sand, the lava, uh, the know. grit, the dirt, the, the ghetto, <laughs> low and high, <laughs> and uh, wasn't gonna let it go. And we still not gonna let it go because there's still more to do. Come but on. I want to make sure. I thank y'all because y'all were on it like white on fucking rice. My notifications. Shambles. All of them. I was at work. My boss was like, y'all phone me going off all day. Because I had a, it was a day full of meetings. A 9 o'clock meeting. A 10.30 meeting. The, out, the lunch alarm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, girl. Things are going on outside of this job that are more important to me. Things that matter to me. I'm just glad that all of you guys were um link tweeting the podcast. Posting on down to the Facebook. Sending the instant messengers. Um, I was like, you guys, we've got to, this is a joyous moment that he's been arrested, but we've got to get that conviction. I don't know if I'm going too far, am I? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, you know, like he's been charged officially with running a drug house. Girl, child. <laughs> and that's why I said we have more work to do because Girl, <clears throat> there were about four or five different counts uh, that they charged him with and um, none of them were murder. None of them were manslaughter. And the sex workers in the community called him Dr. Kovorkian. 
I was like, oh, girl. I can't even spell that word, but I had to sound it out just to be honest. Dr. Kahoo? Kevorkian. <laughs> and so, the angel of death is what they called Dr. Kevorkian before he died. Yeah, and that's why I guess Jamil Moore was like, you know, I never did meth before, but I guess if I'm going to die, I'll let Ed Book kill me. So, um, but there there was talk that the charges got escalated to like some federal something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, he's going to be in jail and in court for a while. Now, uh, does that mean he going to always be in jail or in court? I don't know. That's why we're going to still continue to report on it and y'all continue to um, keep an eye out. So, in case I don't see something, in case Ronald Matters don't see something. Uh, we look, appreciate y'all. supporters. <laughs> okay. They were like, listen, I know I sent it to you last week, but send it, I'm going to send it again because I don't know if you saw the last paragraph. It was two I, days later. I was like, oh, I'm listening to the new episode. They were like, oh, I just saw the news. So I was like, girl, the news has been out for two days. But, you know, news on demand now with cable news and all that. But, yeah, thank you guys again so much. So do we change it? So is it still arrest Ed Buck? Because he's arrested now. So do we just do Ed Hashtag Buck? convict Ed Buck. I was wondering what we should change the hashtag to because I don't want us to get lost. But I do definitely recommend hashtag Ed Buck. Um, they showed the picture of him at his, um, what is it called? Bond hearing, maybe? Mm-hmm. It was like something after you get arrested, you have a court date. I don't know what that is. I guess they were deciding if they were going to give him Bond or something. Maybe. He was just sitting there looking all like he didn't color outside the lines on purpose mm-hmm. or whatever, child. Just. Sad. Somebody took his teddy bear away. That's the way he was looking when he got in the police car and he was holding his face down. I'm like, sweetheart. No, no. It's too late. You want to be um, out here bold about doing drugs and um, poisoning and killing black gay mm-hmm. men, but when you get arrested for some shit, now you want to put your head down and you don't know what, what happened. Be as vociferous in your downfall as you were in your uprise. So, hashtag convict Ed Book. I wanted to start the tip of topics there because that was important. Yeah, that one was crazy. Um, this but one- did you see the the third person had is he didn't want them to leave his house to call now on for help. So somehow they escaped and went to a gas. Oh, I'm gonna get all my um details mixed up but he escaped and went to a gas station and had them call 911 I don't remember or if it was a gas station but he, he did have somewhere. to he, he had to pull a stunt to get out he had to escape Ed Buck's apartment that is crazy is that like attempted murder cause he definitely changed the um the wreck on it cause I had agreed to this but then girl I ain't agreed to die okay that's that's why we're going there when we get to <laughs> sexual like, help I ain't agreed to die so well that's one reason why we're going there I'm also gonna say the other reason as well when we get cause to you sexual like help. tits Mm, sometimes Oh okay I need to be harvesting some tits Because I was like I need to start doing like 20 push ups That's going to wear me out Lord Just ask want, Wendy Williams who her surgeon up. is I want mine to sit up I was like I do want mine to sit up You can get Wendy Williams surgeon She got below the muscle implants Oh I don't know Shit. Oh. T- Big that's all I know Cause she got hers in the 90s I don't, I don't know if that's I'm sure she upgraded any, since But then. she's got them redone I'm sure yeah Uh speaking but of How t- do we get there <laughs> Speaking of a tit, <laughs> this next uh, big white tit oh, Lord. has asked to be featured on here for a podcast. She asked to be featured on here for a podcast when she put out this stupid ass tweet that said Beyonce has 133 million Instagram followers, more than double the people who voted for Trump. Wouldn't it be amazing if the beehive mobilized to defeat him? I also wouldn't mind if a regular beehive fucked his shit up. That tweet was by one big white tit named uh, Bette Midler. 
Hmm. I don't have to do much here because the comments under her under her tweet did um a lot of my work for me. You saw we did Kid Rock, sir. And so I, it, you, it's not you know what we do to the girls that come for us. It's not that what she said was Beyonce hate. It was just ignorance. It wasn't. It wasn't Beyonce hate. Mm-hmm. It was definitely acknowledging the power and the range of Beyonce, which I'm going to get to in my last call. Come on. Um, but it was also not remembering that this country is made of hundreds of more millions of people that don't follow Beyonce on Instagram, that don't have Instagram, and they still vote. That's a worldwide number. So that number is a worldwide number. That's not just U.S. people. So, bet girl, as a person, but she also old. So she don't she don't know that the number is a worldwide number. It's I don't just, believe that she don't know because but when she's, she's looking up she this said shit, she did more prolific things that I've supported in the past, and that's why I can't remember what any of them are right now. But I'm <laughs> like, I re, I remember her being using her platform to be a voice for good change, and not that you're right. This isn't Beyonce hate, but bet girl, that's not how that's not how. She's she's work. she's famous for her liberal views. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if she's been a champion of. Uh, she said some things I've stood behind. I've agreed. Yeah, with. she's had liberal views. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying um, invite her to the march on Saturday. We're also gonna get there. Woo. Uh, but <laughs> but it was tone deaf to put the work of unelected Donald Trump on the back of Beyonce. Mm. Why? Is the onus on this black woman who mm. happens to be a celebrity? Mm. But you also are a celebrity, and you are a white woman that has been a celebrity longer than Beyonce. Mm. What work are you doing? Where are the fingers pointing at the Taylor Swifts? Where are the fingers pointing at the Katy Perrys? Where are the fingers pointing at the Camila Cabellos? Where are the fingers pointing at the Lana Del Rey? Celebrity should not have to be forced to give to be political, and so and so and so. And so. The girls be saying. I just came to do music. I didn't come to do this. And that's fine. That's that is their jobs cuz when I go to my job, don't ask me sweetie, to do shit. Sweetie. <laughs> about no here for a podcast. Girl. If it ain't else, if it's outside of my pay grade, I'm not going to make copies, ma'am. This out of this not in my job description. Well, it depends on what kind of job you got. <laughs> anyway, um Bet Miller's job is if she feels like something needs to be done to unelect Donald Trump, then you get out there and you do it with yourself and your platform. Um, Bette Midler has Numbers um, 1.7 1.75 million followers mm-hmm. So Are you registering All 1.7 million of these people To vote I haven't heard that she's officially endorsed a candidate For 2020 I haven't What else? Are you stumping with the candidate Okay where where are you where are you um on LGBT issues? Are you a brand ambassador for a certain foundation who's trying to get rights for a group of people? You know, I don't know. Where are you at on the Equality Act? So those are the things that we need to hear from Bette Midler before we need to hear whether she thinks Beyonce needs to save this country or not. The only thing Beyonce needs to do is give us B seven. Well, there's a rumor that um somebody was in the studio next to her last. She like, can give us on the run tour DVD for Christmas. Um, or just a compilation of all this, like she did with um, the HBO special she did. It was like a lot of different outfits. It was the same song, but it was a lot of different outfits on a lot of different stops. Mm. I would like to see her, how the evolution of Crazy and Love from the last three tours that she's done, because she gave us shit from and one of them. 
so um, how resentment sound different from on the run two than resentment was performed when you know on the run one. You know mm. they'll be cute. Just the evolution of version. Because when she was singing it, <clears throat> when she was singing resentment <laughs> three four years ago, it sounded a lot different. Yeah, when yeah, <laughs> yeah, she can put out lemonade now, girl. So she could just sing resentment and be like, oh, I just don't like that bitch. <laughs> you know she because when she was singing it before, it was passionate like that bitch. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, back to bet or moving forward, moving from- forward from bet, <laughs> bet, leave us alone, please. <laughs> um, calling someone a sissy or alleging that they have HIV is not a oh, read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if you need a teleprompter to do it. If you know how to read, and I mean read, not read. Uh-huh, I mean uh-huh. read. Uh-huh. If you know how to read, you don't need a cell phone screen, a iPad, a iMac. A PC in front of you to read. Sure you don't. read. Sure don't. So, I'm confusion because she obviously had these reads written. I don't think they were written by her. I think they were approved by her. <laughs> and if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, I'm talking about Kaya. Obviously. Oh, I like this disc. I didn't know that it was like a... Okay, focus, focus, Please. focus. Um, so Kaya took to the internet, I guess her and Bobby Lights have some type of stupid ass beef. She said something about Trina recently, and then so Bobby But she was she like, been talking about Trina for like, this my cousin, and I'm fed, uh, and I'm fed, and I'm fed up. So Bobby Lights was like, I'm fed up, back the fuck up off my cousin. Cause you know my cousin, you know, she demure, she don't get down in the mess, but Bobby likes his trash, so he's on her level. So that's the point that I was so, getting at was yeah. <laughs> that he's trash. Yes, he was just saying leave my cousin alone. There's so much material. Look at the material. <laughs> Look at the material. There's so much material to read Bobby lights on, but alleging that he has HIV and calling him a sissy a is a straight black woman claiming that a gay person has HIV and he a sissy. Wow. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Ground Florals for spring. <laughs> Get this bitch an Emmy. Florals for spring. She was a, uh, a golden <laughs> globe. Get a Pulitzer. She did her journalistic duty, her journalistic diligence to find these cold hard facts that Bobby Lights has <laughs> HIV and is a sissy. Which first time I've ever heard that. What? First time I've ever okay, heard so he, in my life. He's, okay, so he's a sissy because he's gay. Okay. And unless oh. that someone has HIV, what? We talk, we've okay. been here with you, Kaya. He got, okay, so even if he got HIV, his phone on. Ooh. Kaya, his phone is on. I thought my you have more. <laughs> you have more pressing things. I've been more. so busy with the website, y'all. <laughs> and the website still ain't up. <laughs> I just oh gag order. What's going on on the order? Not your not, <laughs> not the website, not the phone bill. Um, the cracks in the teeth is getting yellow. What? She was her library behind her. It's just the same damn books. Girl, you ain't read no new books. Oh, and no awards. <laughs> At least if you're gonna have like a, a library in the back, 
You put like a award statue here that you did a good job. A I know she got a BET girl. award somewhere, right? Okay. Did she got a Soul Train award? A perfect attendance award down to the cost center or something, child. She got something. <laughs> but she ain't got it on that shelf. <laughs> she got the Encyclopedia of Brotanica. So I'm confused. Okay, serious question. So I love me a Kaya meme. I love a Kaya meme. But will you know that it's based in hate? Fuck it. Nope. That's where we that's where we as the online community gets so confused because we were like, damn it, man. We be keeping Kaya alive because we know that like she's funny, but this anti gay hate is just so Pervasive. the flavor. You know, like the flavor of the hate is just like we know that it's there. We know that it's there. It's the one ing- the anti gay hate is the one ingredient that always is prominent. But we like Kaya memes. She no, we it don't. So difficult to, to, no. to love her. Uh, no, it's easy to hate her. It's easy to mm. cancel that bitch, hang it up, flat screen. Um, Kaya uh, has made some bops in the past. I won't take that away from her. Hey, Wayne, with it. Uh, I'm, we're not even gonna name them all because uh, I don't want y'all to even stream okay. it. But um, she ain't made enough like impact in the world where she has the license to get out here and be so fucking toxic like her i ain't even gonna get on this Go. banks. oh wow whoa. <laughs> also mixtape bumps but she also does bumps apparently if you've been watching her <laughs> goddamn on social Booty media bumps, nasal she, bumps she does all the bumps <laughs> got bumps anyway um that was racist was it no all i'm saying is <laughs> All I'm saying is, uh-huh. if Kaya, we know that Kaya has the ability to sit next to an LGBT person and not say sissy, not say trans. Well, no, she don't even call T.S. No. Madison trans no more. She just call her a man. Mm-hmm. She has the ability to do that, but she knows now that she doesn't want to, and she has a section of her audience that applauds her for that mm-hmm. and some of that audience includes lgbt members i know it's so difficult i said oh, i'm talking oh, i'm talking to you too oh, okay i don't watch her show i i see clips on twitter and like oh that'd be a cute gif but i'm like i don't watch it she gotta go for me miss okay. thug missus got to go she gotta um, go it don't make no sense problematic because things. it's not just well, hate it's not just ignorance because I know that she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's different when it comes from people that don't know what they're doing. Like I uh, I held my tongue in um, disrespecting a cousin of mine this week about saying something uh, homophobic. But I knew that he didn't say it out of hatred. He said it out of ignorance. He just fucking dumb. And I was like, mm, okay, you can just but you can avoid ignor- this fight. The ignorance can influence <clears throat> the hate, though. Yes. But there, there are also two different emotions. But you know that person enough to know to know specifically that, where. Yeah, is. I know that he doesn't hate me that I'm because I'm gay. I know that he doesn't understand and is ignorant, and he's also too old to educate. Unfortunately, Ooh, child, that's they a, are, and they always be. I, I'm just. Old. I wish that that was not a fact that some people, you know, would get to certain ages and say, you know what, I'm willing to learn something new. But you know, I ain't even gonna put the age out there. I'm just gonna say there's certain ages that once people cross them. And, you know, they feel like they've seen enough of life. Then they don't want to learn nothing else new. They're like, uh, uh, well, I know enough. I know. Because when I grew up and I went to sex ed, then this and that. 
I'm like, well, you also went to sex ed in the 70s. Wow. I was going to say, where was So that don't make none of that right or valid because that's what was taught in the 60s or the 70s. No, no, sir, or no, ma'am. Anyway, this next time. Like somebody trying to tell me at work what the policy was three years ago. Ma'am, three years ago, I did not live in D.C. So I'm here now. The policy is this, according to me. Oh, you're a policymaker now. Talk about a sexual senator. Mr. Bernie Sanders being absent from the last LGBTQ forum. Come on down to the carpet, sir. Didn't we talk about that? No, we talked about the LGBTQ forum uh, that Angelica Ross was about to host. And she hosted it this past Friday. Mm -hmm. And now it has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, We have viewed it. Mm-hmm. And Bernie Sanders was absent and um, blamed his absenteeism on previous engagements at a college, a, a college, and uh, I think it was a church, a college and a church or something. And he also uh, has not um, accepted the RSVP for the October LGBTQ forum. Oh my God! Somebody who should have skipped it was Bernie. I mean, um, Joe Biden, but we on Bernie right now. Yeah, um, Biden <clears throat> is just so chill. Yeah, that's a different story for a different day. Mm-hmm. But also for Bernie Sanders to be stating that he's got all of these commitments that he can't be on the stage with uh, all the other presidential candidates, everybody else going but you, tells me a lot. So, you mean to tell me that your previous engagement at these churches and or universities is more important than having a voice in the room with your peers that could be the next Democratic nominee and beat you? It's more important for you to be at this one church or more important for you to be at this one university than be in the same room with the people that are trying to take the Democratic nomination that you say you want to have. More important than talking about these issues that people have said you have a questionable record on. So it tells me a lot. And I know we got Bernie bros out there that are quick to defend Bernie, but I really would like to know what y'all defense of this is that he can miss two LGBTQ forums and not want to talk about well, these don't issues. Give up on them yet, Cause you said there's still a chance for to RSVP for the second one in October. He already said he ain't going. Ah! Oh shit. Oh, that's that's the problem. Oh, so when you don't want to go and have these conversations, it tells me a lot about you. And even in the last one, um, not n- even my fave Kamala Harris didn't even come off as good as I wanted her to on all the issues. Nobody really did. The only one well, that was I mean, seen because we're looking at it with a hypersensitive lens. Yes, because we are that community. Yeah, so we're 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 hypersensitive about our their responses. I yeah, so they're just asking their advisors like, girl, which one gonna get me the list shade. So. Yeah, um, the only one, and I had to watch it with that lens. That's the way I had to watch because they all got up there and wanted to talk about the trans murders this year, and they all wanted to make sure they referenced this. I was like, "You're just doing this because your advisors told you to." Well, yeah, they all are. Yes, and if you have good advisors, your advisors should tell you to go to the LGBTQ forum. Uh-oh. So I don't not, know what I don't know what Simone <laughs> not, Sanders is not doing. <laughs> she with Biden, but yeah, Biden is just. All these, what y'all call them, gaffes, and just, he's just so weird. He just, 
He just looks weird up there. Oh, who is it? Is Nina Turner? Nina Turner is a... I'm not B. Simone. Wow. Um, No, B. Simone is on another... (laughs) That's another reality show. Um, I think it's Nina Turner that's his advisor. Simone Sanders is Biden's. But anyway, in in any case, your advisor should be telling you, hey, you missed the last one. Go to the next one. Go to the college or the the church after the last one. Um, Elizabeth Harris. Elizabeth Harris. That sounds like a ticket. (laughs) They no, that are, that's a dream ticket. That ain't gonna ever happen. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren was the only one that um, memorized the eighteen mm-hmm. um, black trans women that were killed. She loves her some reading, homework, and memorizing and presentations and. And plans. at this point, Elizabeth Warren, you- I, I'll take that kind of I'll take that kind of work ethic because what we got right now, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so, in closing on that point, lobbying uh-huh. for the black vote. Um, doesn't only happen at churches and, and universities. Black people are also LGBTQ, and we're also at these forums. Mm-hmm. And so, if you also want the black vote, you have to come in spaces where all black people can be present. Uh, us and the Alphabet Gang are also black and also are registered to vote. So keep it up, Bernie, and you gonna figure that out that that out real quick. Um, this weekend we will be standing in solidarity. With our trans brothers and sisters at the Trans Visibility March uh, here in Washington, D.C. Um, and we will be continuing to stand. What's the weather going to be? I got to see if I can, need to wear pants or can I be cute? You know, we harvesting this new season. I need to know what, what to harvest on these thighs. Mm. I thought you weren't looking for love. You see how, you see how niggas change, not, change up real quick? I'm looking for attention. Oh, okay. I'm looking for attention. Oh, it's, okay. Wow. I'm not going to dish, though. Mm. So, <laughs> wreck. Yeah. Risk assess me. <laughs> well, you assess that risk. Um, damn it. Uh, we'll be standing with our trans brothers and sisters through October 8th. Uh, and that is for Amy Stevens' Supreme Court ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the first civil rights uh, equality hearing that is going to be going towards the Supreme Court. Um, and we will be continuing to stand regardless of what the outcome mm-hmm. of uh that ruling is we hope that the supreme court will do the right thing um but we know shit it ain't in our favor right now so uh we will continue to stand with the trans community uh through the trans visibility march through amy stevens uh court ruling and afterwards um amy stevens is the first trans civil rights case to be heard in front of the supreme court Uh, If you're unfamiliar with her story, she was fired um, two weeks after coming out as a trans woman um, coming back from a vacation from her job. She was working at a funeral home and um, she fully transitioned while she was on vacation and she wrote them a letter and said, hey, girls, with the support of my wife under um, goddess from my therapist, I have been diagnosed as transsexual. And when I come back, I will be, I mean, like, I'm going to be Amy. And so, where is Amy? Under the, under the guidance of a a medical professional, she was doing, she was doing her things. And so now the Supreme Court is uh, making a decision about, what is the decision about? Whether it was a rightful or wrongful uh, termination. Yeah, termination. Does she have the right, a a civil right? To be employed regardless of her um, gender identity. Trans, yeah, her yeah, her gender yeah. identity. Um, 
I was gonna say her transness, same thing. Mm-hmm. But that happened three years ago, and it, it took this long to get to the Supreme Court, and so the, all eyes will be on the Supreme Court on October eighth for this case. It's a very important case because if they will do this to um, white Amy Stevens, you know what they will do to us. That's why I talked about the federal federal courts last week, child. And all of our LGBT lawsuits in the federal courts. Ah! Indeed. Trump, get out now. Yeah. So, I encourage you all, if you um, are going to be in the D.C. area, come on out. We'll be at the march Saturday. Come on out. Is the DuPont Circle where it's at? Yeah. Text us or tweet us if you need directions, but it should be on social media. Yeah. Uh, But we will be out and about um, wearing Here For It podcast merch, so we'll be easy to find. Um, The climate change girls wrecked us this week. They was out there testing in the middle of the street. The girls had boats. They was towing the trucks with the the climate change protesters on top of it. The po- DC police, I don't don't travel to gay girls now. DC police. Oh, I wish them the best of luck. <laughs> I wish them I wish the, best the best of luck. This Y'all do it with those little Rebecca's and Elizabeths out here for the climate change. But girl, don't come don't come out here playing with us. That is this that is it this week for tepid topics. Oh, so the other one must be something else. Okay, because mm, I know. Mm, okay. <laughs> You gonna try it? Or you just gonna try it? What do you mean? Why would I do anything? Um, is it? Yeah. This week in social studies, um, I was like, you know, I should talk about the fall TV season that's coming up because you know this is the last season of um, How to Get Away with Murder. I still gotta um, catch up on last season. Moving on. ASMR. Um, but all I really cared about was like, what is going on in reality TV this fall? I'm finna harvest some of that. <laughs> um, wow. So, trivia question. How... I'm not gonna get this right. Yes, you are. Cross my heart. Um, how many people watched the season one finale of Survivor? Oh, I told you I wasn't gonna get that right. That even made me sleepy. <laughs> Shit. Girl, season one of Survivor. Yes. Woo, tired. Uh, that sounds like bedtime. How many? 30 million. 50 million people. Okay. The only the only show that ranked higher that year was the Super Bowl because, of course, the Super Bowl pulls in like 100 million every year. 119 million. But um, anyway, so... For some reason, for a long time, people have loved reality TV. I think Survivor is even the longest-running reality show on TV. People have been... I know that um, the real world has moved to Facebook Watch, because I guess the MTV... Budget cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, if y'all want to continue this stupid-ass show, you're going to do it on Facebook. (laughs) And so, the producer of Survivor created um, one of your favorite reality TV series, The Apprentice. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-oh. So, um, I was started looking around. I'm like, why am I addicted to reality TV? Like, I'm, there's a lot of scripted TV. There's some comedy show that comes on Amazon Prime that won, like, best comedy something mm. at the end. I was like, I have never heard of this shit. It's, it was some white woman up there with four statues in her hand. One of the most in one night, and nobody knew who the fuck she and was. And nobody knew who the fuck she was. But, anyway, so, through an FM... RI study down to the Washington Post. Um, doctors found that while watching reality TV shows in your brain, there are two areas that are highly active. So they head you down to the MRI machine watching reality TV. 
and they found that the amygdala amygdala there we go associated with emotions um especially like anger and like holding a grudge or you know like being upset about something and the striatum mm-hmm. striatum um which releases like dopamine dopamine related pleasure filled um parts of the brain i don't know what those big words are um, and the study said that even if you hate a character that you're watching on reality TV, like, oh my God, Carla Rae is running around here being messy again. Oh my God, here goes Sheree being the bone collector. But we love Sheree so much. Oh my God, we love Sheree, but we hate Sheree because she didn't really have a storyline, but we just wanted to see what else. Joggers. <laughs> that was her storyline. Never forget. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. So, like, even when you're watching a reality show and you hate somebody, you're like, oh, my gosh, I love to hate them. So, um, the study showed in the Washington Post that, girl, you was going to get it. Your um, amygdala and your striatum were going to be, like, mm, super active. They were going to double team you. Mm. And per- That sounds like a date. That's why people binge watch reality TV. Yeah. You missed that, but okay. Per psychiatrist Dr. Carol Lieberman, moving on, um, she also said that there are three specific reasons why people watch reality TV. Shows like American Idol, my favorite show, American Next Time Idol, and then my second favorite show, based off of my first favorite show, RuPaul's Drag Race, and we're gonna get there. Mm. <laughs> um, turned regular, relatable people into superstars, and so because reality tv shows like that allows you to take the journey with someone and you have you feel so um dedicated to their journey we continue to love reality tv because we want to see what happens next in their journey to success um the second reason um shows like love after lockup if you are not watching love after lockup i'm not (laughs) you are crazy (laughs) because the situations they be in the ghetto um and 90 day fiance the second reason is because shows like that show people in seemingly humiliating situations, which I'm sure that's why you don't watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you feel superior to them because you're like, this girl was doing a research paper for college on, um, what was it? Mass murderers or something. Serial killers. And in the Google images search, while she was searching for one serial killer, Google throwed another picture of another serial killer in there. And then, so she decided to write him a letter and now they dating. And she going to, she going to, she drove seven hours to Colorado, left her kids with her mom and daddy. And she said that she was going to spend six months up there with the serial killer. So that's the <laughs> second story. At the lockup. This is the second story of driving cross country for penis that you have presented me with today. I want to know what really is going on with you. <laughs> I who so, are you trying to drive back to Memphis or what? What, what is going that's on? Eleven hours. But anyway, so shows that's, like tough. that's cross country. Love at the lockup. You know, you watch stuff like that, you feel superior to them. So your ego is strong. So he's like, wow, I'm going on a lot down to the call center, but at least I ain't doing that dumb shit. <laughs> And the third thing, okay, shows like The Real World and Big Brother allow voyeurism. So, um, we loved watching, like, Seven Strangers move into a house for three months, and then they all work it down to the um, boat company, and then they go hang out and get drunk after work and all that, and all the drama that ensues in that. So, we got to see other people and their mundane tasks of having their jobs, and it is said that TV shows like The Real World created... um 
a lane for like YouTube vloggers because we just got dedicated to watching those people every day and everything that they go through and products that they like and things that they've tried that we as a society created the YouTube industry. Mm-hmm. But I really think that we just created the Twitter freaks because the voyeurism and the addition to like amateur porn. I really find that more people are addicted to amateur porn now than a lot of this studio produced stuff. But you also have studio producers like Chi Chi, who you have to hashtag boycott Noir Mail and you have to do that. This could be the Atlanta niggas fucking behind the tree. As long as they ain't in, in no park or on no slide. Because, you know. Actually, the, that's what they like protect to do, the children. But, uh, you know, a lot of that public sex and a lot of that amateur style stuff. Oh, speaking of Atlanta. Oh, um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's bad news, but it ain't like nasty bad. Um, rest in peace to the closing of Living Room Atlanta that we oh. talked about. Um, I saw that, but I forgot to write it down. That mm. Yeah, um, Living Room was one of the few um, spaces that People could go full service. Like people could go in Atlanta for prep. a lot of things. Yeah, if you needed a test, like, um, and somebody had tweeted, um, our good homegirl Keisha Lance Bobs was like, "Girl, what are you doing to combat this? How did you allow this to happen?" Not a goddamn thing. But she just had her um dinner down to the LGBT for. She had her own LGBT forum or dinner or some kind. So did nobody down to your dinner tell you that the the living room was at risk for closing their doors and telling you to come do something about it? Look at the material. Anyway, so wrapping up social studies. Um, yeah, the people are addicted to reality TV for three reasons: our love for voyeurism, um, following somebody's journey, and just watching other girls, uh, you know, slay. Is that what they doing? Because some of them don't be slaying. Some of them be getting slayed. And the, your ego is stroked because. You you watch. I don't watch it. I don't. I don't like. I like, know you've watched the episode of Ninety Day Fiance. No, even there's the new series. Okay, here we go. Ninety Day Fiance. The other way. This is why I'm like. I need to search what's going on. Why am I addicted to reality TV? <laughs> it's you. It ain't me. Okay, so I'm not addicted. But the only thing that I watch, I still watch Married to Medicine. Okay, and I still watch Real Housewives of Potomac because that's really one of the few things I still watch on TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I still need to watch some on TV so I can be connected to people. But that's it. I don't watch any other bullshit. So on ninety, back to me. So ninety day fiance the other way, it shows where um people instead of coming to America, the Americans are trying to go to all these other countries, and this other lady was gonna great is gonna she is gonna retire early to go move to Chile or Nicaragua or some she's gonna move somewhere to be with this man. And so she went and talked to an accountant or retirement specialist. I don't know when you're old. I'm not that old. And so the guy was telling Actually, her. Actually, you are. You should be talking to somebody right now. The, her, the retirement specialist person was saying, well, you know, if you take all your benefits out right now, you will have less dividends or you have less accrued or he started talking in math. And so before she had to get back to her retirement specialist she found out that this man has a wife and two kids in the country that he lives in. He's actually fed up with that relationship and wants to start, wants to be in another relationship before he divorces his wife. I saw that. In the <laughs> meme. I saw that in the meme. It was about Dominicans though. <laughs> when Dominican men get tired of you, it was the SpongeBob meme of uh, SpongeBob getting up and saying, "All right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm head out. <laughs> I'm head out." And I was like, 
I take offense. <laughs> we do not get that tired to yeah. go start another family. Yes, y'all do. Yes, y'all do. So thank God that that lady did not um, give up her retirement down to the USA job to move to wherever he was. And she found out in time. And so just it just really, I guess it, stroked, it changed your life. Huh? It strokes my ego to know that, like, girl, at least I'm not going through that. You ain't got enough money to go through that. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? I feel rich. <laughs> you ain't got no money to go to fucking South America for dick. What you? Okay. Um, in but sexual- you asked that icebreaker question, bitch. <laughs> I did because that's realistic. My focus ain't. I ain't got no focus. Uh, apparently. Uh, <clears throat> sexual health this week. I figured we would talk about a uh, relevant topic of consent because it is obviously missing in um, some people's vocabulary. I'm not going to name names. I just want you guys to know. We are going to name names. No, we're not. Beyonce and Jay-Z. No, there's a lot of consent over there. (laughs) (laughs) Trust and believe. Um... There are some OnlyFans star uh, Twitter freaks on the internet that are beefing right now because allegedly one of them um, is known to be a rapist and has raped a couple people and has uh, videotaped said raping, but no one knew that it was a rape because of the angle and um, the type of aggressive fucking that this person does. Um, and there was another Twitter famous online fans, famous guy that is alleging to have been a victim of, um, said other only fan star. So that's why I want to, why do we have to be vague? Cause this Cause is a, you didn't say person A or person B or something. Cause you that's no, that's person, vague enough. Person A is a rapist, and person B was like, alleged rapist. I'm, because I'm, I wasn't there, and he, the I ain't though. seen no charges. Is that what you're saying? Okay, I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. Were you serious? Were to file them charges? And as a sexual assault response coordinator, I know that all the times that sexual mm-hmm. assault is not always reported or uh, charged. So I'm not saying that that's the only. Um, animus for something to actually be sexual assault but i don't know this person to be a rapist so i can only go on what is being talked about about the situation speculated Mm. so that's why i'm not putting um any blame on anyone i just want us to have the conversation about consent Mm -hmm. so person a is the person who no person a is the rapist person b is the latest victim alleged victim Oh, there's a yes. alleged rapist and a alleged rapist. Oh my gosh, it's so scary. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but what he's alleging the raping to be, some people also would not characterize as rape, and that's why we're having a conversation on consent. Mm. <clears throat> so first, um, no always means no. If y'all have safe words and agree that no was not a safe word prior to then make sure that that is expressed. Otherwise, it still means no. I don't care. Full stop. No will always mean no. Every language. Mariah Carey told you. <laughs> uh, to ask, ask, and re-ask in the middle of the act if necessary. You like this dick? 
you like this a dick? You don't got to say it every two seconds. I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying you. it's okay to do what we use, what we call temperature checks mm-hmm. of, okay, when we started this, he was hot. He mm-hmm. was really into it. That's why. Woo! Uh, or that dick. Whatever. On whatever end of the spectrum you're getting. Oh. It just be real hot. Put your hand on that muscle and it'll be hot. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, boy, let's put this in here now before you change your mind. Oh, so that is this me doing a temperature check. <laughs> ask, ask, and re-ask. Okay, Man, that thing be hot. Woo, hot meat alert. I'm glad we're having this conversation for you specifically. Apparently, be verbal. Nonverbal is only perception, and perception can get us and you in trouble. Mm-hmm. So. If you don't know where this person is or how this person is feeling about whatever sexual act y'all are in, ask. Get confirmation. Nonverbal is not confirmation. Because nonverbal could be, I'm having a seizure and you think I'm saying yes. But I'm being triggered and I'm having a panic attack because you fucked me in a way that my rapist fucked me when I was six. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that does happen. That's does, So wow. that's what I'm saying. Though You need verbal confirmation Mm. perception is not confirmation um accept the answer number three accept the answer given and move on if the answer is no so in the case of person a and person b what was alleged to be happening was person a was going to record him and person b fucking but person b wanted the parameters to be met of I want you to do it this way. I want you to do it that way. I want you to do this to me. I want you to do that to me. And then I want you to nut right here. And I want you to um, do this and then leave. This industry standard. I'm just saying. So person B wanted those things to be met to get fucked on camera by person A. Mm -hmm. Person A got to fucking and then said, fuck all that other bullshit. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's not consent. Allegedly. So... If the answer is given to you and it's no, you have to still accept that answer. Put your dick in your pants or wipe your booty off and put it back in your drawers and go on somewhere else. Because whatever this person said no to, somebody will say yes to. Especially with both of the the characters we're talking about. Oh, yes. Neither of them them is short of fans that would be willing and able. Just people that they are... There will be mutually exclusive with them without this consent um, going on. And willing to do it on camera. Yeah, because this one dude on Jets is like, I don't have sex if I'm not recording. I'm like, well, just let me close this profile and go to the next one because I'm not one of those girls. He was cute, too. See? I had to say, I had to accept that no and move on. You could have had a bad bitch. First of all, I could have <laughs> had a bad itch. <laughs> You still could get that. Because you know the DC girls love this raw stuff. I can't do it. That's how you got here. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay. My talent got me here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Last but not least. Not least. Consent and breach of contract are two different things. Ooh. Um, I'd say... If I had an agreement with you and I was coming over to fuck you and you said, okay, you can fuck me, but you only got to, you got to eat my ass first. That's a contract. We made a contract of, okay, I'm willing to let you put your dick in me, 
But before you put your dick in me, you got to eat. You got to eat. Lick it before, lick it before you, you stick it. it. You got to lick it before you stick it. That is a contract. Okay. We made this contract in pact, and I agreed to do this before I came over or before you came no over. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that is a contract. Now, if you come over or I come over there, and that's that's what our contract is, but then I smell your ass Ooh. or I smell your dick, and then I decide, no, I'm not putting my mouth on that. Consent, consent, consent. Will I put my dick in it? Maybe. But I'm not putting my mouth on it. Now, you got to go back to the table. We got to go back and, and we got to renegotiate this contract. Negotiate. We got to renegotiate this contract because you wanted me to eat this, but you didn't do things that I would like you to do before you want me to eat it. You, Service you is didn't, rendered. Mm-hmm. You didn't, yeah, you didn't put the stamp on the mail before you put it in the mailbox. Because yeah. you ain't licking it in. <laughs> it ain't been licked all day. It smelled like it ain't been licked either. Ain't been wiped. Girls, fantasize. So, <laughs> that is a breach of contract. Okay. We need to renegotiate the contract at that point. Mm. That is not me saying, you know, well, I'm going to fuck you anyway, girl. I don't give a fuck about um, you asking to be ate out. Um, lay down here, uh, put your face in the pillow, and um, I'm going to smash the smithereens. That is rape. That is rape. So, there is a difference between... It sounds like both happened, allegedly. Mm, it sounds like what person B said was not what I just said about him okay. being forced. He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted um, a certain list of parameters to happen for him to be fucked on, on camera video, to be fucked on video. Some things happen. And person A was like, "Girl, fuck that. You gonna get this dick today?" And gave him the dick today. But and then he felt scary. some type of way afterwards. Cause I ain't got no content, girl. I gotta pay my bills. <laughs> That uh, probably may have been. It was the only girl, and like, girl, you got OnlyFans. I got OnlyFans. Release part one and two for your fans, and release part three and four for my fans. And then, girl, we both can um, pay our T-Mobile bills so we don't end up like Kaya. That might have been um, part of the contract. Um, now I'm out here. I thought my dad would do twenty. <laughs> you have the right at any moment to renegotiate the contract. Amen. And you have every right at any moment to cancel. The contract. Okay. Come if on. you get over here and you said you look like this, but you don't look like that when you get over here. <laughs> that Norman Freeman. Yes, that up. Norman Freeman. <laughs> Norman Freeman got his contract canceled. <laughs> if you if you saw the video, you know what I'm talking about. He's he was like, oh, Ed, you got your boy over here? The co- the contract had been renegotiated and accepted <laughs> on site. He's like, oh, Ed, you already got a Shiva the dog canceled the contract. As soon as he got down there, I was like, Shiva, come here, girl. She, she was like, I'm not. Listen, I'm in here to watch these boys fuck. I'm not in here. I don't know what's going on with what this. What is going on? Anyway. I call this position a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you nut fast. Oh. He's going to take a long come on. I said, oh. Now, listen, if you've seen that gentleman's videos, you know nut fast is not. A part of his repertoire. Anyway, <laughs> we are. Anyway, consent, consent, consent. Yes, no yes. always means no. You have the right to cancel and or change your contract with any sesh at any moment, and that means at the very beginning of the sesh, when he walk in the door Step from the three sesh, of the sesh, um, thirty minutes into the sesh, when he just fucking you, you're like, okay, well, now I'm just farting. I got work point. in the morning. What? Get off me. <laughs> Cancel. You have the right to, to cancel it at that yeah. moment. Make sure that you are safe in this cancellation because some situations can get you in more trouble and can endanger your life in the middle of cancel, canceling it. So make sure that you 
um, are in a safe situation. The safe situation has to be at your house. So you know that when you cancel it, you know the knife is under the bed in case a nigga pulls something. Then make sure that that's part of your contract. Come on. That's sexual health this week. What is the song for your soul? Stepping into the gospel arena. Oh, Lord. Reverend Paul Jones has a song called I Won't Complain. You really didn't search far for that, did you? I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around I and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. The twist on that is Joshua Ledette, American Idol contestant, reality TV. Um, Joshua Ledette, I don't think America voted for him because he was gay. You know, he had a little switch to his walk. He always walked with that length of wrist. I don't even know what season it probably like season 12, 13, 14, or 15. Oh, see, that's why I'm, Who knows? I'm done. Um, but Joshua Ledette was on a show called Song Association on YouTube um, somewhere in the last three months. I just found the episode over the weekend and I watched it because I love Joshua's voice. So Joshua Ledet in the middle of Song Association freestyled um I Won't Complain by Reverend Notes, Notes, help me, help me. By Reverend Paul Jones. So <clears throat> if you got an internet connection, go to um the, the YouTube and search Joshua Ledet and watch him on Song Association. Whew. He sang. He sings. And when he did, I won't complain. I was like, let me not find the original. Then I listened to it, and I'm just like, I'm just splice up the um, Joshua Lodet part. So and wait for the CD edit. So did you drop it off of Jesus? Come on out. (laughs) I don't. But um, I won't complain by Reverend Paul Jones, as sung by Joshua Lodet. Okay. Um, I'm glad that you did that because I'm going in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, I was going to say like Ariana Grande did this week on the charts, but that would be problematic, so I'm not going to say that. Well, all three of them <laughs> girls went the opposite direction on that chart. I told y'all, I told y'all, was that last week? I told y'all, Song for My Soul was the real fucking Charlie's Angel song, and then you watched that shit slide right on fucking down the goddamn charts because it wasn't shit. Um. <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all Ariana fans out there, and Lana Del Rey fans, and whoever the other girl was as well. Um, the song for my soul this week comes out of Dallas, Texas. Come on. It is um, heard round Texas, uh, but the rapper comes from Texas. I think he's originally born in Texas. I can't remember, but I know he he started his rap career in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, in Dallas. I know he's from Texas, but he's, I think he started his rap career in Dallas. <clears throat> but this shit, I heard it the last time I was in Dallas, and I feel like I hear it every time I'm in Dallas. It don't matter. The song has been out for 10 years now. More than 10 years. And they still play the shit like it came out yesterday. So Dallas, this is for you. Damn, nigga, she just love me. Watch me ride by, wanna fuck me. See me in the club, wanna suck me. Guess that's why your mama wanna fuck me. See, I thought it was the opposite direction. What? <laughs> when I come down, they just love me. Certified player, they gonna hate me. 
True good nigga, bet you dig me. Got the money in the chain, I guess you jocking me. I'm a D-time representative, got the D behind me. I was so damn conceited, I'm just so into me. All day on the block and I'm grinding. And I got a little money and I'm shining. That song is by Damn D. That's his name. <laughs> yeah, his name is Damn D. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are wondering what the title of said song Siri. is. <laughs> Siri, I love it. <laughs> they love me. Uh, she just loves me specifically. Okay. But I said they because, you know, pronouns. Polyamorous. Pronouns. <laughs> or something. Cause, yeah, because, you know, you know, you know. Um, but um, they just love me by Damn D uh, is a Dallas classic. I really want to go further and say it's a Texas classic, but I don't know what y'all Houston niggas do that much. So, um, if you had never heard the song, go look it up. It's gonna make you want to put your grills in, sag your pants a little bit low, and go find the trade. It feels like 07. <laughs> That's what we did back in 07. Yeah, when I was a oh, girl. Formative. <laughs> Formative years. What are you here for this week? So that is uh, oh. the song for my soul. What I am here for. <clears throat> is yours? What, I'm is going, this, let is me, this that? Oh, well, let me do this first because uh, let me do this first because that's going to be a thing. Let me do this first. Okay. All right. So on the latest episode of the Kardashians, that's what. Oh fuck no! Way. Let me get this out the way because this, <laughs> oh, this is just. I was like, you know, you know, I didn't write shit about let no goddamn Kardashians. Let me get this out the way. Okay. So Kourtney Kardashian, um, with her on and off, um. Scott did it because you know Scott is the father of the kids, and sometimes he loved them, and sometimes he <laughs> they <had> love me. <laughs> sometimes Scott be out with the hoochies on Instagram. Sometimes all the time. I feel like he out with hoes all the time. Cheating on Courtney. So they went on a double date with um, Chris Jenner and her black boyfriend. Um, I think his name is Chris Gamble. I just guessed at his name. I tried to Google it. He wasn't even on Chris Jenner's Wikipedia. So I Illuminati. don't know. I think his name is Chris Gamble. So anyway. Roll them dice, nigga. So they on this double date, the three white people and the black boyfriend. Um, So Courtney's telling the story. Oh, you guys, I had to fire my nanny because um, she was putting Penelope in the car and Penelope scratched her face. You know, I just. Um, is her baby really named Penelope? Mm hmm. Okay. Um, so she's like, P blacks out sometimes and does these wild things. And I just, uh, I just really hate I had to let that nanny go. So Chris, the black man at the table, <laughs> says, I'd whoop her ass. And I just have to explain it to y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> we know who they're not leaving Penelope with. <laughs> so Scott Disick is like, are you, you just said you, you'd whoop her ass. And then Chris is like, yeah, she's getting a spanking for sure. He's like, are you serious right now? Get out of here. You know, Scott, Scott, how long have you been a serious father in these children's lives? Penelope is seven and don't got no manners. The nanny is putting her in the backseat of the car and she is scratching the nanny in the face. But now the nanny is fired because Penelope scratched the nanny in the face. <laughs> she don't want no charges. <laughs> Sweetheart, how do we get here? Because so, um, y'all watching them and making them money? That's how they got so, there. Oh, I, did, I don't watch the show. I just end up seeing the clips on my YouTube related something. Ugh. So, uh, so then all the white, so 
Courtney and Scott are going off like, I can't believe you would say something like that. Oh my gosh. And then so um, Scott and Courtney just say, tells Chris Jenner that they don't want their children being left over Chris's house no more. But <laughs> over Chris Jenner's house no more. If Chris Gamble is going to be there. Uh, and he said it right. And he was like, Chris was like, you know, the way I just said that doesn't mean that like I would it would actually be child abuse. But if she's scratching me in the face, she's definitely getting a spanking. What I don't see how I'm wrong here. But I guess just the dialect of it all is just too confusing for these Calabasas raised white girls and Scott Disick with his privileged ass. And I'm just like, team um, Chris Gamble, whatever his name is. I'm assuming his name is Chris Gamble because I don't know his name. <laughs> but, you think I've been making these jokes and that might not, even, might not even be his real name? Who knows? I think Gamble is his last name. but it, Or Campbell. <laughs> who knows? Oh, maybe it's Campbell. That sounds better. I don't know what his name is because I tried to find it on the internet. Journalistic fish. <laughs> Could not find it. Could not. Illuminati. <laughs> so, I don't know what his name is. But I think it's Chris Gamble. So, um, what? Courtney, if your seven-year-old scratching anybody in the face, you need to whoop Penelope's ass. And Scott, when he gets home, needs to whoop her ass, too. Do you know how much fucking money nannies cost? How many, how expensive these goddamn NDAs and how much this damn paperwork costs? And you want to sit up here and play with this nanny in the face? You better get in the car and go wherever the fuck this nanny is approved to take you. Do you know how much she charging me for mileage? <laughs> Bitch. Do you know how much shit she's stealing from me? <laughs> So, I'm not here for these white girls down to the Calabasas that can, like, it's okay to scratch their nannies in the face. Oh, I had to fire my nanny because Penelope scratched her in the face and she had an attitude about it. I sure the fuck did, bitch. Your face, your money making my face is mine. I sure did. (laughs) Don't give a fuck. (laughs) Penelope said she sure did and don't give a fuck. (laughs) Don't give a fuck. And Chris said, well, she better find one because she get her ass whooped if it was my face. And, and he ain't got no Chris ain't got a Chris he Gamble said, ain't got to make no money because Chris Jenner is making all the goddamn money. He said, <laughs> and she can get the fuck ASAP. I'm not here for these. I'm not here for this foolishness. Well, my here for okay, is so going to be this very serious. So it's not. Need to get that out. It's way. not. It's not. It's black and white. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's literally black and white. <laughs> Race first. <laughs> first, I want to make sure that I say congratulations to our brother Billy Porter, who is an Oscar away from being the EGOT winner, mm-hmm. Emmy, Golden Globes, Oscar, Tony. He got all of them except for Oscar, mm-hmm. and this only puts him on a greater traje- trajectory to be in a movie where he can showcase his talent to get said Oscar. So. Emmys 2021, watch the fuck out. Oscars. Oh, yeah, Oscars. So Well, then, shit, Emmys too, because, girl, he got another season of um, Pose to do. But So, Whoopi said on Monday on The View, she was like, Billy, we're waiting, we're on, waiting you. on you. Yeah. I said, ah, that'll come out from Whoopi Goldberg. Ah. So, when Whoopi Goldberg said, Billy, we're waiting on you. I said, oh, Welcome shit. on into the room. Oh, uh, the only black gay man that would be in that room. Uh, we assume that John Legend is heterosexual. Okay. I did not watch the Emmys. So I want to start with that and say I'm here for it. I'm here for his speech. I was here for his outfit. Here for his win. Billy Porter. Billy Porter. His James Baldwin quote. 
his Had James Baldwin quote, y'all know I live by James Baldwin. Yeah. Might get some James Baldwin tatted one day. I'm here for all of that. Anyway, what had also happened? The rest of this, the rest of this podcast. When they see us, uh, they got one. We're here for that. Yeah, Jerome, Jarrell, Jer- Jer- Jerome. Uh huh. Sure. What, yeah. My Dominican Before brother. Backwards. Dominican mm-hmm. brother one. Good for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what what had also happened? Uh, like we talked about Zendaya, she had that nice dress on, the nice green dress. You're not gonna, you're not gonna say <laughs> this ass whooping. I'm trying to say no. You saw, you Zendaya. saw like w- when the dog would like cower down, Zendaya, and I was like, no, you still gonna get this ass whooping. Really nice. They said Zendaya should be poison ivy, and I was like, would that be like um, character something? Can she do two characters? Race bending. Can she do two characters in the same brand? They're is, not in the same brand because okay, she's right. in the MCU with Spider Man, so and poison, poison ivy, ivy is in DC. Oh yeah, so the. Poison Ivy is a Batman. Uh, the contracts. I can't work at Sprint and T-Mobile at the same time. Some what of them do. That, what is that called? <clears throat> okay, I'm just trying to change the subject. Can't. I'm, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> uh, also on the evening, um, RuPaul Charles won a couple of awards for RuPaul's Drag Race, which y'all know that we here at Here for a Podcast have previously stand for the show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. gonna say that up front. Mm-hmm. In the um, press room, press room after the award show, where they get to let you talk for five minutes instead of for thirty-five seconds when you win the award. RuPaul was up there with um, his crew of writers and producers of RuPaul's Drag Race, and they were all white men. It was two women up there. It was two women because it was a woman over here, a, it, and then it was another white woman over there somewhere. Okay, two white women. Okay, it was two white women. Two white women and all mm-hmm. white men. Okay. Okay. It was like ten white men. Mm-hmm. Like, I was. I it was, looked like a sea of white. I men. meant to do a count. I was like, because it was how, how many people was in the room, and all he needed was one more. Because they bought all of us looking around. I was like, we got some diversity up here. And then he was looking. Around. No, no, no. They weren't looking and doing that. RuPaul said that. The question a reporter asked from SS Magazine, Black Magazine, was about the diversity behind the camera of RuPaul's Drag Race being that RuPaul is sitting here centered at the microphone, Mm -hmm. being the creator and executive producer of this show, and is the only person of color on this stage accepting these awards, Mm -hmm. made on the backs of Black trans uh, queen yeah. trans trans women and black drag queens mm-hmm. that have made this show extremely popular, um, including RuPaul herself being a black trans a black ooh, black drag queen. Uh-huh. But behind the camera, in the writing room, in the producing room, it seems to just be a sea of white men. RuPaul's reaction to that was, "What do you mean? We do have diversity." I'm looking. <laughs> RuPaul looked from left to right, left to right, and still saw the sea of white men behind him and said, yeah, we got diversity. I'm all for the BLT community. The BLT community? RuPaul Charles. What the fuck were you thinking? What were you, you weren't thinking. That had to be the case. And for this much time to have passed and you not put out a statement about it and said, you know, I probably should not have worded it that way. 
I'm probably working on some diversity. I'm probably going to, um, you know, address these concerns because these concerns have been concerns for a long time. These ain't new concerns as of 2019. So I wasn't here for the disrespect of saying LGBTQI+. I wasn't here for being tone deaf to how white your producers and writers are. And I'm not here for him being unapologetic in standing firm in his wrongness still because he's had the air and opportunity to correct it, but has not and probably won't. And that's what I'm absolutely not here for. Um, some of the other stuff I could have been like, OK, well, sure. Slip up. The girl might have had some do say on the way. The got some Emmys. I can understand celebration. I can understand that. But all of these fuck ups around a community that you are supposed to be a part of and you're supposed to be upholding. No, RuPaul, sit the fuck down for that one. I'm not here for it. Um, you know, even after he made the BLT quote joke, end quote, he was like, "But girl, you know what I went through to get here. Girl, you know what I've been through." Yeah, I do. And so as a person who has um made it through the barriers, um h- how are you using your platform to bring other girls with you? And so I was very disappointed in the fact that it wasn't spun into, okay, well there's a lot of white people behind me, but all of the people behind me use the privilege allowed to them to tell the stories of diversity in front of the screen. Um, or to pick the winners that they would like. When Unj- We're looking at you, Trixie Mattel. When Angina came out um, in like 2007-2008 as HIV positive, living with HIV for three years, hadn't told her parents yet, and that was a big thing for the Asian community. For Angina to do that was really big. For Monica Beverly Hills to say like, you know, I need to tell y'all that I'm a trans woman. Drag is just... I mean, I know that this is a drag competition, but I live my life as a real woman. So some diversity in that. Or for um, a, a big black man to be locked up for 17 years to get on RuPaul's Drag Race, tour the world twice, do two seasons of All-Stars, start a very successful management company for other drag queens, and to tour the world more times than that person has toured the world. Um, Latrice Royale has an amazing company for Say What Now Entertainment for Shangela to be doing drag for five months. Come on to RuPaul's Drag Race. Slay. Come back. Slay. Then come back and do All-Stars. Slay again. Um, Shangela was the first drag queen to have a Facebook commercial. Shangela had a McDonald's commercial. Like, for, so for the... Shangela sang to Beyonce. So, That's notable. <laughs> the Glad Awards. So... For there to be, um, so it may look the way it looks up here on this stage right now, but everyone around me is using the space and opportunity afforded to them to make sure that diversity is presented in front of the camera. I was like, bitch, I just answered the question for RuPaul. That's the way. Do I need to come be RuPaul's media person? <laughs> I was like, she, that, apparently, that a great apparently way to answer that. There is a space for that because what is going on right now demands 
that he needs somebody to help him evolve. Because he can't stick his head in the sand and be like, well, I'm a legend. And so everything I do is correct at this point. Black, gay, gray, queen. The diversity box has been checked. I was like, the quickest way to not become a legend is to stay in the ways that you came up. You can stay in the 80s if you want to. Mm. That's fine. Mm. When you was the only black queen in the room, and girl, sure, if I threw $5 to this other black queen and then threw another $5 that to this That was progress. Other, that was progress. Cool. That's nice. That was the 80s. In 2019, there have been so many black and brown drag queens and trans women on this mm-hmm. show. Why are they not helping you produce this show? You don't, you're not the only drag queen with good and new and fresh ideas. Actually, you don't. You? What? <sighs> you're using their likeness <clears throat> and their, you're using their images to... But we have twelve. Rant. We have twelve seasons of regular, reg, I say regular, but just RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. not including five seasons of All Stars. Mm. So of all of those years, you've crowned twelve drag queens as the uh, America's next drag superstar. Some of them did cute. Some of them did not. <laughs> why would you? Why would you not want to at least pull from those people that you saw so much potential in and say, "Hey, why don't you help me produce the show that you were on?" Because RuPaul ain't never been on the show. They've been reading RuPaul for years and saying RuPaul will never even get to the top five on his own show if he didn't have somebody doing his sewing, somebody doing mm-hmm. his makeup, somebody doing his wigs, somebody uh, uh, doing his padding. He wouldn't make it to the top five of his own show. So. Why would you not reach back into the wealth of people that have been on your show, have won your show, some of them won your show a couple times? Mm-hmm. Why would you not reach back into that wealth and say, hey, I want you up here. I want to make you an executive producer. I want to train you in you know, what I'm doing and producing this world-renowned yeah. uh, reality Award TV show that I'm taking over to the UK. Award-win. I need to take it to Africa next. I need to take Australia's it to South America. Next year. I need mm-hmm. <laughs> From UK to Australia, could you get any more whiter? Anyway, Woo. I'm not RuPaul. Girl, get it together. So Delta work um, does RuPaul's hair? No, I thought the other girl did the hair. Raven does the makeup. Yeah, because Matthew Anderson, who did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Raven does the makeup and Delta, Delta work. does the hair. That's okay. Right. So um, last year, um, Raven was nominated for um, Best Hair in a Reality Series or something. I don't know what it was, but it was cute for her category. What Beyonce said, I just want to be the best in my category. So Raven, not Raven, Delta was the best in her category. Due to something, it was kind of weird, but because it was the first time that girl had been nominated... Um, the production, the production team at the Emmys had told the production team down to the uh, World of Wonder that they was gonna let it slide. But in the future, if if Delta Work wanted to apply for the hair category in a reality series, she was gonna have to get a certification in something. She was gonna get have to get a license in something or something. But they didn't tell Delta Work that last year. So this year, um. Delta found out that she couldn't submit herself to be nominated. And they were like, well, girl, we told y'all last year that you needed this and you needed that. Girl, you didn't qualify because you didn't get your papers. And so Delta had called out the World of Wonder production because she was like, sir, I come to work every day and I do my job. I am the best in my category. And y'all keep submitting RuPaul for stuff. But then like when the girl's trying to come up behind RuPaul... Y'all won't even tell us what we need to do to be successful to be nominated next to RuPaul at the damn show. Because if RuPaul but that's wins, RuPaul's fault. If RuPaul's win, RuPaul if RuPaul wins for hosting, then let me win for hair on the. It's still a 
Because Raven, Raven won for still, makeup. She won for makeup. Yeah, Raven won. And so, girl, it's all of it is a win for RuPaul's Drag Race. Y'all don't want. They don't even want. They don't even want the girls putting RuPaul together to get awards. And I was just like, you know, Delta's no Delta work is known for telling it like it is. She got her own things going on that you can read her for, but when she's reading you, she's stating facts. So I was like, I just can't, really can't believe that they would do that to Delta work. Why would you not? If you want RuPaul to win for best host. What, why would you what not kind of host would she look like? RuPaul yeah. together. If she came out wigless, would, would y'all be saying the same thing? <laughs> if she came out bald, if she came out as RuPaul Charles, <laughs> like she'd be doing on these other TV shows and be looking. Um, I'm moving on. <laughs> that was so, here for it this yeah, week. Yeah, that was, was here. I, that was the here for it. This uh, bottleneck. They're here for it. I don't know. Somebody said. Somebody said RuPaul a black care package. RuPaul just need like some. He need a diversity and inclusion manager or something. I don't know. He needs a black. Mm. I'm like, what do we do? I was gonna say some black dick, but I'm moving on. Well, you know, it's an open marriage. She only sees his boyfriend once every three weeks in Montana. So. It is now my time. It is now my favorite <laughs> we need this. time. We need this. For for this podcast. We need this so because... <laughs> What do you guys think? Please leave us comments. Because I definitely think that. I didn't want to have to come over here and do it. I ruminated on it. But I was like. Mm. It's got to be dead. It's got to be dead. Okay, that's English. Sure, we'll go with that. It is time for our last call. So if you are new to this show, you've never heard an episode before in your life. And almost 200,000 listens of all of these episodes. You ain't never heard one. You ain't never got to the last call. Okay, first cool. of all, this episode is woo. Um, <laughs> we take a Look shot at, at this. Like, we take a shot at this moment of the podcast. So pour yourself something lovely and take a shot with us. Okay, so... I guess I should do mine first because mine is. You've been serious. In here. Oh, this one, this next one gonna be okay, fire. Come on. Um, shout out to the traditional Jose Cuervo. We picked up another bottle of that this week. And shout out to our listener that recommended it. Yeah, because we ain't never do no classy shit like that before <laughs> you. Um, my last call goes. Um, so this evening. My homegirl, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> she was like, I wasn't going to do this to Thursday. I was going to, you know, I was just going to mar- let it marinate for you girls. But apparently, I just stepped into a meeting right now. <laughs> I got my blue pantsuit. <laughs> she was like, I had to have them bump this hair because I got something to say. So she came out here and announced that we are officially doing the inquiry for the impeachment of Donald J. Trump Jr. No. Oh, I just yeah, he really junior, can't believe yeah, that this Negro actually set up down to the White House and admitted out loud that he <clears throat> is plotting against other Americans with foreign powers. I was, I wasn't gonna do this. I wasn't gonna do this. She was like, I wasn't gonna do it. I, she said a thousand times, I wasn't gonna do this. But then after this nigga set up here on national TV and pulled her goddamn spade, she was like, oh, nigga. I got the big Joker, and we gonna be laughing at your that ass. That was that was Joker for you guys. Joker, J- Joker, Joker coming out October the fourth. I think it's gonna be so good. Yeah. I like his take on it. I've been seeing the previous. Yeah, I can't wait. So, um, the big Joker, and so Nancy done pulled it out. So, 
just shout out to everybody who can help. Uh, Representative John John Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, is the Florida the lady in Florida that wear the hat all the time? Is she a representative or is she a senator? Representative. Shout Frederica. out to her. <laughs> yep. Shout out to her. Frederica Wilson. Um, we just gonna need everybody. We gonna need everybody. Um, yeah. We know Maxine Waters is gonna be on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting. I want to hear Maxine Waters' statement. That's so, all. I want to hear um, Kamala say something because she is, so after Congress votes for it, does the Senate have to? Bind it or something. Yeah, he's got to be. It. He's got to be formally charged in the Congress, and then mm-hmm. he's got to be convicted by the Senate. He will okay. not be convicted by the Senate because they need more than sixty votes, and twenty Republicans are not going to join the. They've already said it. Of course, I don't know. I'm asking uh, them. Republicans, Republicans is not about to impeach that fucking white Cheeto trash. Anyway, okay. Well, that's my my last call. So anybody who can help, just y'all come on help. Nancy Pelosi said she didn't want to have to do this, but she had to do it. So I'm with her. I stand with Pelosi. Or what you say was the hashtag? Lock him up. Impeach that motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was from um my home city of Detroit, Michigan. Our our congresswoman Rashida Tlaib and her um she when she won um her congressional district and, and won her congress seat she said we're gonna go in there and we're gonna impeach the motherfucker impeach the motherfucker <laughs> so impeach the motherfucker is trending, trending. <laughs> impeach the motherfucker is trending right now <laughs> so shout out come on out detroit <laughs> use, the, use the hashtag and tweet your representatives and yeah. your senator because apparently the senate is where the fight gonna be this and ain't gonna be no fight they ain't oh, even gonna do it um, but it's the important part is having the Congress to have impeached him, so the next Democratic nominee will be able to say while running as pre- while running for president that girl vote for me because this other girl got impeached by the goddamn Congress. It's the impeachment of her or the election of me. So that's I think what is Nancy, what Nancy Pelosi is trying to do is give them a a shiny new ball. For whoever is the Because Robert Mueller didn't work out. Yeah. Um, my last call is to the cultural impact of homecoming. Written by, <laughs> directed by, acted in, produced. Produced. Somebody gotta put the money up. <laughs> uh organized. Lighting girl. <laughs> idolized. Uh, that ain't the word, but she costume, she it was her ideas. Key costume girl. Um, she had to go on hunger strikes. <laughs> when Beyonce said, "I'm hungry," <laughs> we felt that. Um, she said, Kyle Jay Z can fit in this outfit now, <laughs> and the suffering she had to endure. When Jay was like, "Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> that's nice." <laughs> when you coming home to these fifty eleven kids, okay. Um, so. I have to make this my last call because the Emmys did not. As I predicted last week, the Emmys played in Beyonce's face. And that's why I was not interested in fucking watching. Because, you know, even I I knew I wanted Pose to win and um, I wanted to support Pose. And I'm supporting Pose by, uh, you know, highlighting Billy Porter as my here for it in the beginning before I dragged the other girl. Um... I was not willing to support a, pod, uh, a podcast. <laughs> the Emmys might as well be a podcast at this point. <laughs> um, I will. I was not willing to support the Emmys podcast with my viewership 
with knowing that they would disrespect the creativity and the cultural impact of homecoming. They knew that the whole world watched that motherfucking special that that black fucking legend did. They know the impact that was seen and felt around the world after that dropped. How many girls did you see fucking get a goddamn band to do uh, the background and they fucking music videos on their stages when they did live shows? How many girls did you see pull up with some fucking poom poom shorts and a fucking... um, Them boots. The boots alone. (laughs) The cape. The cape alone. The cape alone just said, give me whatever the fuck you guys got at, at awards time. That was it. The cape and the cane, enough. That's all she had to do was wear the cape and the cane for me. But for them to ignore, not even give it, you know, one of those surface level, just throwaway fucking Emmys. They didn't even give it that. They gave it nothing. The Emmys podcast paid homecoming dust. And I am not here for it. Two weeks in a row. (laughs) I'm not fucking here for it. So, I figured we would stand homecoming. Again. And, um... Yo, I was gonna get it. Again. And and again. And again. (laughs) Because these hoes, the Emmys podcast, can't take. So, when y'all want creative direction, when y'all want cinematography, Mm -hmm. when y'all want dance moves, when y'all want vocals... When y'all want rehearsals for uh, most of a year, when y'all want all of that, I want y'all to go over to James Corden next time. Because y'all said, what he doing over there, girl? (laughs) Award winning. Number one in his category. Award winning. Like, (laughs) singing in your car? (laughs) Who? He must have invented that. What? And for it to... To be so simple and so basic by a simple and basic white man huh? in a category of a legendary, eclectic, multi-level, out, other earthly Get through human it. being. Work through it. Come on. It, they don't compare. They don't compare. It does not compare. In the words of Prince. Come on. Nothing compares. Come on. And that's it. I'm I'm done there. I don't have to say nothing else because y'all know it. From Paris is burning. Come on. When a girl is shading you. I'm gonna fuck this up a little bit. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give my interpretation. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna give my interpretation. Yup. A reenactment. It's a reenactment. <laughs> I brought it to 2019. Rest in peace to the the Dorian le- Corey. Uh, yes, the fave Dorian Corey. When a girl is reading you, oh wait, is that it? I think that is it. You yeah, because I said I went back yeah, to I said shade. But when a girl is reading you and it's not accurate, that's different than when it is accurate and you know it, and that's shade. She said when a girl calls you ugly and you know you ugly. Best shade. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all was ugly for that. Y'all was ugly for that. Y'all was ugly as fuck. And I understand why she didn't even go. Because I was like, well, is Beyonce on the red carpet? Because people were like, ooh, let's turn it into the red carpet. Let's turn it into the red carpet. Ooh, um, Taraji P. Henson's there. Nice. Girl. Cute. 
I'm watching Married to Medicine, girl. Yeah, Jocelyn Hernandez is going to be on Married to Medicine this week. Can't wait. So shout out to my reality TV addiction. All right, we're wrapping this shit up. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh well. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to Here for a Podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, if you guys would like to support this podcast, again, get over to our Patreon. There's going to be a link in the description. We're going to be out at the Trans Visibility March this Saturday. Um, I am still the sexual senator. And I'm Ronald Matters. Follow me wherever you can um, find Trey. And gray sweatpants. Take your Truvada.